minutes past two o'clock. Welcome back to the one, two, three show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. And since it's Tuesday, you know it. It's time for our Tuesday weekly updates with the one and the only Andrew Dambina. Anders, it's great to speak to you. How how are you today? Good afternoon, Noreen, from sunny Moncock, where I've uh, just been uh, having a bit of physiotherapy. Ah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I feel much better for it. Oh, that's yeah, good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Actually, it's my turn to, to have a sore back. I was just telling you, I think it's that yeah. all that fun walking around uh, a certain theme park uh, over the weekend mm. and um, just carrying my sleeping daughter. And oh, oh. it just it just really done my back in. I think I think it's it's because we're getting old. Older. I think I think as as well as people sitting wrongly, mostly in desk jobs, uh, those who have kids never pick them up uh, in what would be called a correct way. If you spoke to a physiotherapist, nobody does it. You don't you don't squat down, keep your spine straight, and pick up a kid. You lean down and deal with something when you need to, don't you? Exactly. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. so sore. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what have you yep. got for us on this right. sunny Tuesday? Well, it's sunny where you are. It's not very sunny where I am oh. in Kowloon Tong. Huh. Not very far away. Yeah. Okay, well, that's strange. Well, um, so international uh, food stories today um, from me, and uh, it, it, this one's kind of more uh, neutral as to where it's from. But if there's a time for talking about salads, it's now, isn't it? Because we're having on and off hot weather warnings and all that kind of stuff. High humidity. It's it's basically it's summer and it's time for salad so something in the dembina household that we like to have a lot which i'm enjoying a lot at the moment i just thought i'd mention is cold noodle salad <gasps> i don't know if you do you ever do anything like that yes it's delicious oh. i i have the yeah. soba noodles or vermicelli yeah. noodles that's delicious as well yeah indeed yes yeah, soba is very popular in our household and uh for, for, but, but for years, we've gone through different phases. There was a time when we had uh, Shanghai flat mung bean noodles with shredded chicken, mm. which you, you, you might have had that with slices of uh, cucumber and sesame sauce. Do you and know peanut butter. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Sorry, that's fancy. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. fancy. And it's, something, it's, it's quite often a starter dish if you go to a Shanghainese restaurant. But... Um, but we uh, have tried to not put too much sauce because it can be really rich. But if we want to have it as a just a casual family main meal uh, for lunch or dinner, then uh, that is something that we still do and enjoy. And it's really great because you can prepare it all, put it in the fridge and take it out. And it really does cool you down, all of those ingredients. It's important uh, to add to that some crushed or chopped garlic. Uh, or ginger, it. just ginger yeah, yeah, shreds yeah, yeah, as well to warm up the body. Nice. You know, yeah, indeed. <laughs> so what to balance from the cold temperature? Is that yes. what you're thinking? Yes. In case it's in case it's bad for so yeah, Chinese too cooling. Yeah, yeah that's your, that's your Chinese side coming out there, isn't it? Um, yeah, but it's um, so yeah, garlic. You could add uh, ginger, some crushed or um, grated ginger as well, and um, and then. You just mix that with the bottled sauce, which is pre-made. Uh, nobody really makes their own sesame sauce. It's bought in bottles usually. So it's really easy to do. If people don't, have never tried to do that, you just you buy mung bean sheets, like sheets of them, which are either fresh, which you can just cut into noodle strands of your own size, or they're dry and you dehydrate them. You wait for them to dehydrate and then you hand cut them to the desired width that you want and cucumber slivers uh, and you use cooked chicken 
which you hand shred. So you take all the pieces of meat off the chicken. And then you just do it in layers and you spoon over the, uh, the sauce that you buy in a bottle mixed with some minced garlic, I recommend. Yeah. Or could go for the grated uh, ginger that Noreen mentioned. And, um, and then toasted sesame seeds as a little finisher at the end wow, to give it a bit of texture. That sounds so yummy. Sorry, did I miss something, Andrew? How, how do you cook the chicken? Is it just sort of braised or do you cook it in a certain can, way? Right. You know, the chicken you can either have um, roast or it can be steamed. So either way, either, either way, steamed will be a slightly chewier texture. Roast, if you do that, if you happen to have an oven and even uh, a small countertop oven if you don't have a bigger one where you could use pieces of chicken which would fit into the trays on that that will be th those will be um, uh, easier to shred yeah the, and for our yeah. vegan friends i mean that made me think of pulled pork really sort of you know um, yeah. th those slices yeah. you can even do it with jackfruit i, I know you, in, in the past you've mentioned is it jackfruit yeah, yeah, that, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's often right. a substitute for for, for braised yeah. pork for or pork for example so that can be a vegan and a lovely vegan option uh, indeed for, 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 indeed yeah um so that's that's for uh, that's for that for those different takes on um on a traditional shanghainese uh flat mung bean noodle and and chicken or meat substitute with cucumber and um, <clears throat> sorry sesame sauce and another one that's very popular in my household um, you mentioned um, soba noodles so that's buckwheat noodles which um, they can be the japanese soba ones but become so popular in um, overseas countries countries other than japan even though Japan really is responsible for that type of noodle. But you can get variations on this that come from elsewhere, which are available around Hong Kong. They make a great base for salads, and they're a lot firmer than the delicate mung bean noodles that I just mentioned for the other dish. So they can take a lot more um, juice from vegetables that you might add to a cold noodle salad and also to the dressing. So at, here's a favorite combo at Shade and Bina. Again, cucumber slivers, we can't really get enough of those in any cold noodles because it's just a good crunch against a, uh, a soft noodle texture. Um, and also raw onions. And uh, if you could go again, which we do, it's uh, not, a, not a vegan or vegetarian option, but we do go for either pre-grilled or boiled chicken, again, cut into cubes rather than shredded. Um, that's a house favorite for us, actually, because we do eat chicken. And also sliced bell pepper and other crisp vegetables that you happen to have or that you get specially for it, like grated or chopped carrots. A chopped carrot, like julienne the carrot into thin little strips, as they, as they call it, julienning. So it's sort of long strips like the cucumber. Uh, or cabbage. You get loads of texture. The key, for me, is having a nice bit of crunch next to the softness of a noodle and it can easily be a vegetarian dish um, for convenience with the buckwheat noodles um, we always use japanese bottled or japanese style bottled cold noodle dressing and it does contain some sesame oil but it's not the same as the one used in the shanghainese um, sesame creamy type of sauce it, it, this also has more vinegar in it and it's uh, 
and it's really it, it's really tasty. It goes with the buckwheat. Have you ever had any of that stuff, Noreen? It goes uh, with it really well. No, I really haven't. I I'm so boring. I just have it with you know like the Japanese um, soupy sauce for the soba noodles. I don't. I haven't really had oh, it with, okay. with anything else. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe a certain uh, preta, you know, whatever the brand is, um, in certain MTR stations. They do salad oh, with yeah. with, uh, with with salmon and also some buckwheat noodles that's, as well. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. I've had that. That is good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've also discovered that you can make your own um, spicy peanut sauce, which goes really well with cold noodles, which, uh, which as a base, and this sounds like a real cheat, and it is, is peanut butter or some <laughs> other kind of... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which, which type? The, the, the chunky type? The smooth type? Yeah. Yeah, chunky. chunky. Yes. Yeah, because, it, again, you get a nice bit of crunch against some of the soft noodles and things that are going a bit soft in your mix. Noise. And, uh, Noise. You can, yeah, you can... You can use uh, some other um, types of uh, nut or seed butter, which are rarer to see in Hong Kong and quite they can be expensive. I, I've got into, there's a group of us that order um, some almond Cashew nuts butter. would be quite nice. I think it would be quite a... Yeah. Yeah, cashew yeah. is a lovely yeah, taste to it. Yeah, cashew, cashew would be good. So is almond butter, oh, which, yeah. I've been, uh, which I've been, been using. That's got great crunch. And you basically you mix as a base one of these nut butters with soy soy sauce, honey, uh, or maple syrup if you happen to have any. Or honey honey will do a Whoa, liquidy honey. Sorry, you yeah. lost me. Sorry, peanut butter with soy sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this recipe and it worked. It's, okay. So, so so peanut butter. <laughs> stick stick with me for a moment. Uh, believe it, Noreen, it's good. Um, soy, soy sauce, honey or maple syrup, lime juice, sesame oil, and then a bit of chili of some kind. Just a little bit of chili, depending on your you and your fellow diners in your household, how much heat you want. Can be just a touch or none if you've got very young children, perhaps. Um, but we, we like to add a little bit of uh, chili sauce bottled or chili oil, or even chopping up some fresh chilies. Uh, to just put a little bit of a kick in there. Plus the old uh, crushed garlic again. Can't get enough of that with cold noodles. Um, And some water, some water to dilute that whole mixture in a bowl and mix it all around with a fork uh, or a whisk. And you've got, uh, but keep adding water to make sure it's kind of a liquidy vinaigrette kind of uh, consistency so that you can actually mix it through the noodles nicely. Mm. Um, and, and And finally, with any of those, if you happen to like it, it's not a kiddie thing so much, and some people don't like it, but I like a bit of chopped coriander over the top or something like that because it just gives it an extra, such a nice taste. I always think that's a really fresh taste. Some people don't like it, I know. Where do you, where do you sit on the coriander fence? Yeah, um, I used, I mean, I think because it's very big in a curry, you know, a lot of times in Pakistani curry or cooking, there's often mm. a sprinkle on top. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'll have it in that, but I won't have it any other times. I suppose you, you sprinkle it on a salad? No, but sometimes ah. you, you sprinkle it also on, on steamed fish as well. So, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe steamed I, fish, I li- yeah, yeah, I like that. With, with, with steamed Cantonese fish with a bit of coriander and of course spring onion yeah and, so that's and, and that's soy. often with something else but i've not i must admit i'm a bit hesitant to just have it on on top of a salad just on its own have a go oh. have a go <laughs> live a little <laughs> yeah go on i don't um, know but between and, uh, the peanut butter and the soy sauce and the coriander it's an interesting it's mix sounding like for a sure. nightmare to you it's like <laughs> no, you don't know no, i'm <laughs> gonna give it a go i'll let you know yeah, yeah go on yeah tell us okay 
So when I, when I grew up talking of noodle salads, of course, there are a lot of Western pasta dishes that have been popular for years. My mum used to make them uh, any time the sun came out, which wasn't that often in the UK when I grew up. Um, where it, she would make, she would always use shell-shaped or macaroni or other rounded pasta uh, that can hold ingredients and the sauce that they're mixed with. And her combination, uh, it sounds a bit like what I later thought would be more of a university student combination, but she used canned tuna or sometimes went a bit more upmarket and used canned salmon uh, with sliced or diced onion, hard-boiled egg, peas or sweet corn often mixed in to give it a little sweetness mm. mayonnaise splash of vinegar lemon sauce sorry lemon juice pepper uh, and water mixed throughout and uh, yeah i said mayonnaise but you can substitute that for yogurt if you want to be slightly more healthy and that's 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 a classic you do you, you spent some time studying in the uk mm. didn't you? i'm sure you must have had that sort of that sort of pasta salad didn't mm. you? i did indeed yeah of your response. Yes, I did indeed, and I have no intention of uh, re- of revisiting that particular dish. Thank you very much. Okay, so you so know me I'm so gonna, well. I, right, yeah, I heard it in the voice. Um, moving on to something completely different now, and I've sent you a couple of pictures uh, because I I saw a really great video on Ch- Channel News Asia about that's uh, that's the Singaporean TV channel which is also online to a certain extent about the aging food and drinks hawkers that that are that exist uh, a lot more than they do in hong kong because in singapore they have hawker centers uh, like hong kong years ago for you know dai pai dong owners they used to be on the streets uh, but but now you know the, the licenses have been Suspended. not renewed for so many yeah. years yeah that they don't exist but in singapore they got all of these street food vendors and they put them into hawker centers for um uh for people and it's uh, have you been to singapore to any of these hawker centers no i haven't i heard it's so yummy the food it is it's great and um they're very much what would have been on the street but it's been sanitized you know for health and safety to put it to put it indoors that's never really worked so well i think with the uh cooked food markets in hong kong i mean i have been to some over the years but they uh but they don't i think it's the atmosphere too they're all kind of like um i don't know above a market and the feeling is that they're just kind of an extension of the market there's it's all tiling you know like it like you could be in a in a sort of um urban uh council swimming pool or something like that it doesn't quite doesn't quite feel the same but in in singapore they're tall ceilings you've got whirling fans and it's kind of got a really nice vibe about it a lot of the vendors though uh, are now approaching retirement age and they are not feeling very very hopeful that their children are going to take over these as they did from their parents some years ago so it's a really good little documentary i'll look into this one one aging um, vendor whose name 64 year old uh has uh, has been in the business for for decades. I sent you a picture of him, and he's got quite a good reputation for doing uh, a certain dish, which I'll tell you about in a moment. But but the recipe for this dish, he and his family, who worked together in his hawker stall, put up a recipe for sale for one million Singapore dollars for someone outside the family to get their recipe that they've passed down from generations. 
that's 5.8 million Hong Kong dollars, by the way. Uh, so it's quite a, quite a sizable amount for a recipe. And the dish in question is a is a uh, um, a Hokkien style dish, which is uh, called. Uh, it's, uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this really badly, but uh, Nor Huang. That's it. From and, and it's from his stall called China Street Fritters, and he is he and his family uh, are looking like they're just going to pack it all in. And rather than uh, have nobody continuing, he wants people to. He has people queuing up for this dish, which is a is a roll uh, that contains uh, a, n- a number of different ingredients. It's it's got uh, chopped pork, it's got uh, water chestnut, uh, liver, and a few other dishes, which which is which are hardly hardly uh, seen anymore. So it's something that uh, good good luck to him that's a lot of money uh, it sounds like a lot of money he he says he says it's not 5.8 million you can still just about buy a flat in some areas in hong kong for that uh but it's got to be divided between five people which is uh, his wife and a few other people who are involved so it doesn't go that far he says a fellow 63 year old hawker from the same uh, hawker center which is called the maxwell hawker center it's right in the middle of downtown singapore i've been there it's a real buzzy place who he was interviewed in this uh, some news asia uh, video as well he sells duck rice and duck noodles and he's hoping to find an outsider as his children as he puts it are chasing their dreams oh. uh, it sounds like classic old oldster speak doesn't it it does he says, he, he says the youngsters aren't willing to take hardships uh, and he gives another example because he couldn't get his kids to go in and help him out at all. He hired a few young workers decades ago and taught them how to prepare the duck and the spice mix that he uses. But he says that they were not serious about the trade and they couldn't take the long hours of physically demanding work. So yeah, they left. that's often <laughs> the case for like, yeah. you know, even for, for, for Chinese people go overseas, say to the UK to start a takeaway. Yeah. A lot of the times right. it's the first generation who start the restaurant and then they sell it off because the, 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 the kids are off the doing something. The kids don't want to do that kind of work. They don't want to do that kind yeah. of work, yeah. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, but, he, but this this is this guy who 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 has been doing the duck stall for years talks about how he got into it. He was genu- genuinely interested as a school kid. He started helping his dad when he was age thirteen, and uh, he also uh, stopped studying a few years later. His dad told him to think about it properly if he wanted to really quit his school, but his his mind was set and he really liked it. Aww. So he used to go around and watch the other stall holders in the Maxwell center and around uh, and other places in the center of singapore that were still when they were still doing food stores on the street and they would sometimes get a bit angry with him uh because he'd ask so many questions and they'd say just watch just watch don't ask questions uh, but, it, but it was it, it sounds like your old kind of you know person who's been doing it for decades getting getting ribbed by a little kid um so he uses his own um uh, recipe, which when when his dad dies and he took over the stall in 1981, he experimented with a new recipe and he's, he's developed something which costs a lot more because he's using really um, quite expensive herbs and spices such as lic- licorice, cassia bark, uh, which is a Chinese version of cinnamon grown in China but with a similar sort, it's from the same family, Sichuan pepper, fennel, star anise, and he would tenderize the, the duck for... Um, uh, many hours before 
braising it then slowly for an hour. This sounds like delicious. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, again, if you, of course, if you're a meat eater and a duck eater, but all of those dark spices going into tenderizing the, the meat and then slow cooking it, that sounds fantastic. Mm. Um, so I hope, hope for him, for his sake, that somebody carries on with that recipe. Um, he, he went against his, uh, his mum's advice when he started spending a lot on all of those ingredients for the marinade. Uh, but now his sales are a real hit. When I say now, uh, he was selling 12 to 15 ducks a day. Um, that's in pieces and with, in, you know, with rice as dishes uh, before COVID struck. But now sales are down to two or three ducks a day. Of course, uh, fewer people are wanting to kind of go out and eat. So it's a good report that's worth seeing. Um, if anyone would like to see the full video of that, it is on channelnewsasia.com which is, uh, uh, yeah, which is all, Channel News Asia, all one word. You can see that. Um, have I got time to squeeze in the last one or are you on time here? You've got Sorry. one minute left. Okay. Did you happen to see a video that was going around of an elephant poking its head through a kitchen wall in, in Thailand? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Just the screenshot okay. you sent well, me. It's, <laughs> I certainly it was a screen grab of a video. Uh, the elephant crashed into a woman's home in southern Thailand recently in Hua Hin, which is in the south. And the woman took a video of it. And uh, it, it has been going around a bit. The unexpected visitor was uh, uh, poking his, his head through a hole that had been made by another wild Asian elephant just a few weeks before. And since that first happened, there was a hole that, that she hadn't yet repaired. And then this, this elephant, she was asleep and heard this elephant rummaging around, and she had another one. She does live quite near a national park where there are wild elephants, so I guess that's an occupational hazard if that's where you happen to live, isn't it? <laughs> wildlife, wildlife and human kitchens interacting there. That it cleaned her out. The, the previous one cleaned her out last time. This time, the poor elephant found nothing but a few containers oh. of salt. I love that screen grab that you sent me. Well, Andrew, always nice yeah. to, to end on a funny note. Uh, hopefully, yeah. she won't have any more sort of encounters. Cause it's going to be quite a bit scary if you're just cooking and suddenly an elephant appears <laughs> yeah. you know, through the wall. wall. Yeah, she should yeah. fix that wall yeah. and make it strong. <laughs> well, Andrew, yeah. always a pleasure to have you on the show, and I look forward to more uh, chats with you uh, on uh, Artsing Around this Thursday. Thank you so much. Indeed. Speak to you then. Thanks, Noreen. Bye for now.